This is Noche Galactica. I'm Poeta Galactico, and we're back with another episode about redefining success. We are in the building. We are in East Oakland around High Street, if we want to pinpoint it. Uh, and we have another episode today. Um, we have a guest who I met a couple years ago, um, and we didn't realize we, we came from the, the same town back in Puepechalan in Michoacan. And that was weird because I was like, I never met someone who, who came from Uruapan. But then we, we could, we hang out, and it's been an amazing journey. I got none but love for you, but tell us who you are, what you're about, and, and what you claim. That was such a beautiful intro. Um, I am Paola. I am from Uruapan, Michoacan, Mexico. And actually, yeah, it's pretty cool because that's how we met and that's how we connected. Um, I was born there, raised there until I was seven. And I claim, obviously, Uruapan, and I also claim East Oakland. I was hey, raised in East Oakland. Um, I was actually raised in what was known as the Dirty 30s back in the day. Hey. Um, and, yeah, I am an educator. I've been an educator for 10 years now. Um, most of my years working with kids have been in Oakland as well. I just felt like it was always right to work in the community that raised me. Let's go. And, and I appreciate you. Uh, taking the time to cook up this podcast with us. As you know, part of our journey is to really elevate the voices of folks who have been doing the work in our community and also beyond. And and this podcast is not really about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the, the young people who are watching it, the people who are listening to it, and they feel like they don't have a role model maybe because their life is a little bit different and, and it's complex. Uh, so we want to elevate your voice and, and thank you again for allowing me to to be here and share your story. So with that being said, the first question, and by the way, she is really nervous, but she's doing an amazing job. Um, I am definitely very <laughs> nervous. The question is, um, what does success looks like for you, feels like for you um, through your young years on this planet Earth? Uh, what has success looked like for you? Well, first of all, I wanted to say thank you for the opportunity. I feel so grateful that I get to do this podcast with you. I've never done a podcast. This is my first time, actually. This is why I'm so nervous, but I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank so you, thank thank you. you for that. Um, you know, that's I was just telling you earlier, I think that's such a loaded question, right? Because I feel like success to me looked different when I was growing up. Success was really success for me when I was younger was mostly defined by my parents and what they thought success was by teachers that I was in school with what they thought success was. And so it's really cool to actually redefine what success means to me as an adult, as a young adult. Um, I think success means like, actually, just for me, it could mean so many different things. But for me, it just means to have joy and happiness and what you actually do on an everyday basis. I think Success means having the passion that you do to really do the things that you do every day when you wake up every day. Um, I think success also means just really finding that passion that you have, grounding yourself, and really doing what makes you feel good, what makes you feel happy. And like I said, I think when I was younger, I felt like a lot of the time I was being told that success meant going to school or success meant like getting a degree or so. And mind you, I'm not saying that's not, that doesn't we're, mean We're not success. knocking on people, you know what no, I mean? we're not, we're not, yeah, we're this, definitely this is, not. This is your journey, this is you. Right, right. Um, but I definitely heard it a lot. I heard it a lot growing up. Like if you're not, if you don't go to school, you won't be successful. And so for me, I grew up with that idea of like, you know what? They're right. If I don't go to school, 
also like knowing everything my parents sacrificed to bring me here, I won't be successful. But you know what? I was able to find success in the things that I do now by really finding my passion. And that's what I'm saying. Like I actually found a teaching to be my passion and working with kids that I connect with, working with kids that I can say I can have full, deep conversations with. I think that for me meant success, you know, being able to really build those connections with other people um, because I didn't have that growing up. And so I love how you are trying to redefine success in everything that you do, Christian, because I feel like at the end of the day, we should have our own definition of what that means. And for me, it just means like really doing joy, really enjoying and and being happy in what you do every day and waking up every day and being like, this is this is what the fuck I'm meant to do. We out here. We're out here. So thank you for that. I think to follow up with another loaded question mm -hmm. is how does the the impact of you coming from Michoacán, mm -hmm. right? We're up on Michoacán, people get it straight. Um, coming to East Oakland, mm -hmm. how does that develop your definition of success? Mm -hmm. Having to navigate those complexities. Because I, I think that you put those two things together and it's like resilience on both ends. Like coming mm -hmm. from, a, from a state, we're up on Michoacán, coming from, from a different struggle. Mm -hmm. How does that, you feel, shape who you are as a, as a, as a young woman? Well, I just want to say that I am really proud. I think for, for a long time, I feel like that was trying to, society's always trying to push you to become this person that you really are not and standards and all those things, you know? And so I think for me, I just felt really proud of coming where I come from. I think there definitely was a different kind of struggle living in Uruapan, you know, like it was just my mom and I growing, I was growing up in my grandparents house and my dad was out here working uh we would we wouldn't really get to see him as much because obviously he was working a lot and so i think it just really what helped me a lot was just really grounding myself in who i really was and i also think what helped a lot was growing up with my grandparents i feel like they taught me so much you guys like my i owe it to my grandparents um that taught me everything i needed to know in order to really redefine what success meant to me. Um, and I also feel like coming to to Oakland, right? Even like overall, just coming to East Oakland, I feel like that was such a beautiful decision that my parents made. Because at the end of the day, when we come from a different country here, we're young. We don't actually make those choices for ourselves. Our parents do, because obviously they're trying to give us what we, they know we deserve and what we need. What were some of the challenges you faced in your journey to success? I think one of the main challenge. I mean, you overall face challenges leaving your country. I think especially when you, that's not your, it's not your decision to leave a country that you love so much where you're growing up and you're getting to experience all these beautiful things with people that you connect with and people that you love and care for. Um, I think definitely the language barrier was one of my biggest challenges coming here. I feel like for a long time, I, I, I came here when I was seven and I, my first, my first grade that I ever attended was second grade here. And I remember feeling so out of place. And I remember one of the biggest challenges for me was being told that again, if I wanted to be successful, I had to learn how to speak English. And so 
it was embedded in me since such a young age that in order for me to be successful, I had to learn the language that people speak here. And I think that was really hard for me because I love speaking Spanish. I love speaking Spanish because that was a way for me to communicate with my family members, right? Um, until this day, my parents don't speak English. And so for me, Spanish was always such a powerful language that really kind of grounded me in who I was and reminded me of home. And so I felt like that was one of my biggest challenges, being told that I needed to, in a way, erase my first language and learn a language that didn't define who I was um, and that didn't remind me of home. And so I think that was one of the hardest challenges for me, for sure. And also just having to adapt to a new life, right? Having to adapt to a life that I didn't know before. Um, thankfully, like I said, we did arrived to East Oakland and we lived on 35th most of our life. And so it always felt like home away from home. And every time my parents would take me down international or fruit belt, I remember feeling so alive and so good inside because I always felt like I had a little piece of, of Uruapan or of Mexico. Um, I also think another challenge, big challenge was when I graduated high school, right? Like not really knowing what I wanted to do and not really, again, like trying to redefine what success meant to me, not what it meant to everyone else, but what it meant to me. Um, trying to really redefine that and understand what what is my own definition of success and how do I want to accomplish that? And obviously I came with like before I became a DACA recipient, um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate to that as well. Um, I had to pay for school out of pocket. I did go to college for two years and I did community college and I did have to pay for everything out of pocket, meaning I had to work and I had to go to school at the same time. And that was also challenging because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And again, you have all these little voices around you telling you what you should be doing. But in reality, it's, it's not your own voice telling you what you should be doing. And then I started volunteering at the school that I worked for for nine years. And I think that was also a challenge in itself because I was treated very differently because I was in that credential educator that should be working in a school. I was also a woman of color. I was also undocumented. I was also then became a DACA recipient. And it, it felt like it was never enough. Um, and the education system, I think, is also really hard because you see and you you connect with a lot of kids who might want to go to school or might not want to go to school, but still want to be successful in life no matter what. And so I think some of those were really big challenges for me. And like like you said, not telling them not to go to school because no, if you if that's what your calling is, if you want to go to school, if you want to go to college, you should definitely do it. It's whatever you want as an individual. And also telling them, like, look, here I am, and here I am as a mentor and as an educator in a school that I love so much, in a community that I love so much. I didn't go to school, but yet I am successful. And these are all those challenges I went through in the education system myself when I was younger. But here I am to be that person and that voice that can advocate for you guys and be that person that I wish I had when I was younger. And I wish I had. And Actually, I wish I had someone that that uh, would have said, you know, está bien si hablas like broken English, está bien si hablas español, está bien si no aprendes English right away, like you're going to be successful no matter what. And as long as you are happy and you you you're you feel comfortable in who you are, that's all that really matters, you know, because at the end of the day, I feel like 
yes, this country comes with so many opportunities, but then everyone is always trying to tell you what to do at the same time. And so it's really important for everyone to remember that at the end of the day, like we should honor who we truly are and what we truly want in life. That was beautiful. I think you touch on a lot of the pieces that me, myself, I think continue to navigate up to this point, right? The part of telling kids, uh, go to school, but then there's some kids who honestly like going to school is not an option. Mm -hmm. Like there has to be, there's been so many obstacles and barriers that they have to like navigate. Mm -hmm. So what, by the time you get to that point of like, oh, I'm finally in school, it's like, man, F school. Like mm -hmm. I did all that for this. Mm -hmm. I learned more in the streets mm -hmm. than what I'm learning here, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like the education system needs to change. Mm -hmm. We often talk about, and I think there's a, the big movement for a couple of years now of like equity, right? Mm -hmm. Lenses of like oppression. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I'm, I'm going to say this super loud and clear that I feel like it's being hijacked by folks who don't recognize their privilege. Mm -hmm. And often it's not even the white people. Like there's people of color who are navigating those realms, but they use that token mm -hmm. to continue to get access. And I think we got to check ourselves. And we got to always put the people who are closer to the pain mm -hmm. in front. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is equity. For me, is that's leveling the playing field. Mm -hmm. Because if not, we're going to continue to just tokenize our culture and, and leave people who are super smart and want to be educators, want to be creators, want to do hella and more mm -hmm. on the sidelines and say, oh, you're not enough. Mm -hmm. I think when you said that piece of I never feel enough, I think we in our 30s now. And, and I can say that sometimes that that thought still cripples in like you're not enough. And then we shut it down because we have the, the mechanisms now. Right. But when we were younger, I think that was that was painful, especially yeah. coming from a different country yeah. and being kids of immigrants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Damn, this is fire. And being immigrants ourselves. And I also think that like I I think something that I'm navigating in my life right now, too, is I, I now work in a private school. Right. And so. I the the kind of system that I'm working for is different and it feels like I'm always trying to prove that I deserve to be in every space that I am because not only am I undocumented I'm also from East Oakland and that comes with a lot in itself and so I feel like you're right for a long time for me it was like if this is what I was treated like in school growing up what is college going to be like? Like, is it going to be the same experience? Like, are people going to make me feel less than just because of A, B, and C, you know? And I think this is why it's so powerful to be a part of, which I'm pretty sure he's talked about his amazing program that he's starting. Um, I think that's beautiful to have spaces like that where we actually give students spaces to really learn that they deserve any kind of success or any kind of like education or any kind of career or job that they deserve. Fire, beautiful. That that was just, that was so powerful. I think on many levels, um, you touch on so many stuff that I want to say that often people just dismiss that and take that for granted. Mm -hmm. um, the last question I have for you is, who has helped you in your journey, mm -hmm. um, and what are some valuable lessons? maybe three lessons that you can give a young Paola, a young Christian out there who's navigating life in those ropes? Well, I think there's so many people that have like helped me throughout my journey. I think first of all, my grandparents, like I said, I grew up with my abuelo Ignacio and my abuela um, Angelina. Um, and I feel like they taught me so much. I feel like 
they went through their own journey they navigated their own challenges but growing up with them being there with them living with them for the first seven years taught me so much um and one of the main things that it taught me was just strength and also how to speak up for myself um and i think that's something i'm also grateful about is my dad right like my dad we have a tricky relationship but at the same time he has also taught me how to stand up for myself and how to speak my truth wherever i go and how to remember who the fuck i am basically um and also my mom right i think my mom and my siblings i feel like everything i do is from for my mom and for my siblings i feel like i just always wanted to be a good example um a good you know example as a sister for them for my siblings and really wanting to make them proud and just show them that like at the end of the day at the at the end of the day being your authentic self and really loving everything you do in life and your passions and really striving for what it is that makes you happy is the most important thing in life and how can we utilize those spaces where we do have those privileges to help others as well and so i think I think also there were some teachers throughout my life that also did teach me a lot of amazing things. Um, I think there were also those teachers in my life that uh, reminded me to be authentically who I wanted to be and to not forget who I was. Um, and then overall, just now as an adult, I think something that has helped me throughout my journey is educating myself, reading, making sure that I surround myself with people that are very grounded in who they are and are very powerful in who they are. And so I just feel like that has also helped me a lot. And I think, you know, it's going to be an ongoing journey to always try to redefine success and to face the challenges that we face. Because at the end of the day, as, as a woman of color, I think, and as people of color, we face those challenges on an everyday basis, whether it's in the real world or whether it's at work. And so I think that just overall surrounding yourself with those people that ground you and remind you of who you are and remind you that you are loved and that you are enough and that you are capable of anything that you want. I think you'll be able to overcome any of those challenges that come your way. You heard it here first, the powerful words of Paola <laughs> in the building. Michoacan East Stokeland, it has brought to you something different. Yes. I think for me, it, it, it tells me that I'm, I'm a different type of person. Like mm -hmm. I'm from Michoacan, but I'm also from East Oakland. Mm -hmm. And that comes with a lot of resistance is what I call. Right. Um, so with that being said, I want to appreciate you for who you are, the amazing mm -hmm. human, the light that you bring to people mm -hmm. um, and, and how amazing you create the space. And also, I think you create safe space for folks. Uh, and you take care of your people. Thank you. um, with that being said, this was Noche Galactica. I'm Puerto Galactico, and you are? I am Paola. And where are we at? We are in motherfucking East Oakland. And I just want to say that. Can I just add one yeah, more thing? Yeah, please. To all the youth out there, just make sure that you don't allow those voices around you, those negative voices around you to tell you and define who you are and what you should do in life, what you shouldn't do in life. I think at the end of the day, whatever your heart desires, make sure that you go for that, accomplish that. And we are all capable of doing whatever it is that we truly want. And so never forget who the fuck you are and never forget what you can bring to the table. Because at the end of the day, our struggle, our challenges, and everything we've encountered really define us as the beautiful people that we are.
And we out here. We out here. Shout out to shout out to my family in Uruapan and shout out to all my family out here in East Oakland. And I appreciate you so much for this space, Christian. I love you. Thank you. And thank you for doing everything that you do. Thank you. This was another episode of Noche Galactica, Redefining Success. We in the building. We out here.